0: Hey, guys, what's going on, everybody? This is Carlos, CEO of GAR Capital. Welcome aboard uh, to our podcast listeners listening to us on Anchor, Spotify, and the Apple Podcasts, and, of course, uh, on our YouTube channel. Welcome aboard. This is, the, uh, I believe, the podcast or the video everyone's been waiting for, which is the top 10 stocks of 2020. So if you are watching on YouTube, we actually have the graphic up that we've been made. Uh, this was created by VM Designs. On Instagram, at Designs, uh, they provide us all of our graphics, so we appreciate them. Uh, top 10 stocks of 2020. I'll go ahead and read them out to you guys before we begin. If you're watching it on YouTube, you could just see it on your screen. For the podcast listeners, I'll go ahead and read it out to you. Uh, first one is AT&T, symbol T. Next one is Alibaba, symbol B-A-B-A. Uh, Roku, symbol R-O-K-U, same thing as the name. Microsoft, symbol MSFT, as you remember, we had them last year for 2019, so it was Alibaba. Apple, Apple Incorporated, uh, AAPL is the symbol. Tesla, TSLA, Tesla. Nike, NKE is the ticker. Gold ETF, which is GLD. L3 Harris Technologies, LHX. And Disney, which is DIS. Those are the top 10. If you do want to see a graphic, uh, podcast listener, feel free to check us out on our Instagram page at Instagram at GAR Capital. That is our Instagram page. And uh, just want to start by saying, if you are listening on the podcast, make sure to subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel uh, at GAR Capital. And if you are watching on YouTube and you want to listen to the podcast, make sure to subscribe to our podcast, uh, which is Spotify at GAR Capital, the the official GAR Capital podcast. Same thing on Apple and the Anchor app. Just Go ahead and search g.a.r capital. And let's go ahead and get to it. All right, so we have our top 10 stocks. I'm gonna go over and guess, what, elevator pitch it to you guys on exactly why we like this. So last year, our top 10 uh, 2019 was wildly popular, it was the number one listened to podcast of uh, our library. And it was our number one watched uh, video on our YouTube channel, other than some of the older videos that we had. Uh, but again, it was one of the top ones. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, we're not, without you guys, we don't have the, uh, the company we have today. So we really appreciate you guys. And this is why we do these sort of things, give out the free content and analysis to help you guys be a better investor and a better trader. So with that being said, let's go ahead and begin. All right. So if you are watching on Instagram, you'll be probably seeing a lot more Thinkorswim, the platform, some charts and what have you. If you're listening to the podcast, I will describe as best as I can uh, so you can kind of see what I see. So let's go ahead and get to it. So the first stock we can go ahead and take a look at, I'll go ahead in alphabetical order. They're not in order of what I think is best or the best one. They're all great in my opinion. We're gonna start with AT&T alphabetically, which is symbol T. All right, I do have my notes here. I do write it on my uh, Post-it as well. Uh, Wanna give a special shout out to our team at GAR Capital. Uh, Special shout out to our CIO, Anthony Acosta, where we went over everything together on uh, exactly why we picked what we picked. Uh, It's not as simple as just picking 10 stocks. We have to make sure this is uh, the stocks that are gonna go ahead and actually provide the returns you're looking for in this market. So let's go ahead and begin. AT&T, first thing I look at guys, I wanna take a look at PE ratios. I wanna see how cheap they are. So a PE ratio is price to earnings ratio. How much are you paying price per dollar earned? So PE would be price, how much you're paying per dollar earned. PE ratio right now is around 1831 on uh, the on AT&T, symbol T. If we look at the market multiple, so when I say market multiple, this is what the S&P PE ratio is, which is 24.24 right now, $24.24. So anything below that is paying less of market multiple. That's why I like AT&T here. It's actually cheaper than the market multiple currently. It actually, uh, right now, in a year to date, uh, this is 2019, it actually outperformed the S&P. And I do own the stock personally, and I do also like the dividend. I'm a dividend guy, personally, guys. So I love reinvesting dividends. Uh, 5.33% annual pr- uh, dividend yield. It's a great company. I do want to own it. Uh, as perform, like I said, outperformed the, the S&P, which is what I like. Dividend is strong and uh, P.E. ratio is cheaper than the market multiple. So a couple things I want to kind of go over with you guys is some of the fundamentals. Uh, EPS growth in the five year rolling period is lower. But the revenue is up about 5.81% and the dividend has gone up about 2.13%. I do like that their balance sheet has actually kind of stabilized here for the most part. The income statement, meaning how much revenue they're getting, revenue to me is key because profitability always can be cut. You can always cut things, lay off people in order to boost profitability. But revenue, the cash flow, I'm a cash flow guy. I like seeing sales. So AT&T has tons of that. Cash flow is up. The highest it's been in four years. So these are certain things that I like looking at in a company. So AT&T definitely is getting stronger with their balance sheets, which is one thing I do like. Uh, Let's see if we can kind of peer comparison to other companies in the same group. Uh, Consolidated Communications, OMA, IDT, and Alaska Communications, 52-week in one year has outperformed all of those names, Uh, higher market cap than all of those names, $285 Uh, very low beta, moves with the market, better dividend yield. P-E ratios, love that. Revenue, way above all these other peer names, 1.824 billion, $0.4 billion a year in revenue and a profit margin of 9.15%. That's very solid and that's what I like to see. Revenue growth of 10.9% as well. These are the kind of things I wanna take a look at. AT&T is also a play on 5G. Uh, we'll go over that when we talk about Apple as well, but 5G, they're expanding. Nationwide, they're going slow with 5G evolution. Uh, so I do like AT&T to grow. The only couple of things I didn't like, obviously, was the Time Warner acquisition, but they're boosting their, their media content. So remember, they're a conglomerate, guys. They're not just a wireless uh, company, which is what I also like in AT&T, that they have multiple companies that are bringing in revenue for them. So you know, they do own Time Warner, which is Warner Brothers, CNN, uh, and I believe uh, HBO as well. So that's that's something I do like with that kind of company, you know, gobbling up other other entities in order to expand themselves uh, in, as a corporation. Uh, so AT&T, again, it's a buy to me, and I do like it. Uh, next one we're gonna do is, if I could bring it up here, uh, next one will be Alibaba. I'm just going in order of the screen here, Alibaba. So let's take a look at it. B-A-B-A is the sticker symbol, and right here, Couple things I want to kind of go over, bullet points. Uh, PE is a little higher than the S&P, uh, which is pretty decent still. Number 2603. The S&P is at 2424. So what, two dollars? Still pretty relatively market multiple. Uh, let's take a look at a couple. No dividends here. Again, it's a China play. We know. I'm pretty sure that the China trade deal will work out, but Alibaba does tend to stick with China and has definitely outperformed the market the last few two weeks about a 55% increase uh, in 2019. Uh, a couple of things and fundamentals that I want to take a look at. You know I'm a cash flow guy like I just stated. EPS growth of 27% uh, over the five year period. Uh, Revenue is up 48% in a five year period. Excellent. Balance sheet expansion. Love it. Income is off through the charts, almost four times growth since 2015. Cash flow is up three times since 2015. These are the kind of things I want to see. Price their earnings at 26, very, very strong for Alibaba. I think uh, Jack Ma did an amazing job with that company. Uh, let's kind of take a look at a, a peer comparison. If you want to take a look at other names like an Amazon, uh, Booking Holdings, eBay or Etsy, um, they have outperformed all those names. Uh, they have the second biggest market cap behind Amazon. Their beta is a little higher than uh, Amazon. Uh, P-E ratio is lower than Amazon and a little higher than booking, a little higher than eBay, less than Etsy. And total revenue is through the charts, obviously less than Amazon, but their margins are absolutely outrageous in regards to uh, their peers. 35% is exactly what I wanna see. Earnings growth of 27, which is amazing. Revenue growth, 42.9%. Guys are a cash flow king. I love cash flow with the companies. That's what I'm all about. So Alibaba, like we recommended last year, Still want to own it long-term, love Alibaba, especially want to play in China. Uh, Next one here on list is Roku. I'm just going by the screen here. We didn't do alphabetical order, my apologies. So Roku, we have traded that many times with our options team and uh, we've done pretty well with it. Roku is up 300% 52 weeks. Amazing, amazing. now, again, when it comes to streaming, there's a streaming wars, but the, guy, the team for the stock that actually bene, uh, benefits the most is Roku. Roku does not create content for streaming. What they do is provide the vehicle to provide the streaming to you. Now, again, according to many reports and many brokers, they're kind of reducing or they're at a sell rating, obviously, since we keep hitting new time, all-time highs, but it is a strong company. Let's take a look at some fundamentals together um looking at their balance sheet t- definitely some growth three times growth on income statement cash flow is in the positive since being in the negative in 25 2015 2016. strong growth across the board price to sales is 16 times i do like that i don't see any historic growth here on my screen guys but again i still love this company for growth uh roku looking at it here strong cash income balance sheet that's exactly what i want to see for a growing company I still think we have a lot more to go. I wouldn't be surprised if Roku hits 175 this year, if not $200 a share. I know people may be saying, oh, you know, it's, it's already an all time high. Let me take a look here on TD Ameritrade on my screen on a daily chart. We still have a lot more to retrace long term, break that high of 1676.55. We can definitely hit $200 a share for this kind of momentum name. I do like Roku long term, especially with the Streaming Wars with more TVs being embedded with Roku. Roku is the number one streaming service, service supplier in the United States. And I still think they have a little more to go. So let's take a look at the next one would be Microsoft. What more can I say about this company? Sasha Nadella CEO has done an amazing job, an amazing job. To me, it's probably the most bulletproof stock you can own, which is Microsoft. Microsoft, I mean, cloud alone, which is something that I love, the cloud, Cloud, gaming, they also bought LinkedIn, obviously are embedded with their OS system, Windows. They're still, to me, the bellwether. Um, Yes, Apple is still around, but they don't have the market share the way Microsoft does in regards to operating systems. Microsoft, PE ratio, 31%, still above market multiples, which is decent. Uh, 55% growth year over year, outperformed the S&P. 1.2% dividend yield. I would wish that they would increase that but they're more into stock buybacks. That's a decision made by the board of directors and the CEO, Um, but again, still strong EPS growth. Let's take a look at some fundamentals together. Fundamentals, these are the numbers I like to see. Annual growth the past five years. For a mega, mega cap company, the second largest in the world, annual growth, EPS 12%, revenue up 7% and dividend growth 11%. This is a five year rolling. Cash, tons of cash. Great balance sheet, a triple A credit rating. Only them and Johnson & Johnson have the highest credit rating according to S&P and Moody's. Cash flow is still moving up, still doing great. These are the, name, this, this is the things I want to look at as an investor. Let's take a look at peer comparison against other names like VMware, ServiceNow, Dell, and Veronis Technologies. 52-week, uh, the only, only ServiceNow is beating them. Market cap is way above 1.2 trillion. Beta, very low beta, so moves with the market. Pays a dividend unlike these other names. PE ratio is a little higher than VMware. I mean, actually a little lower than VMware, but still pretty solid. Uh, Looking at here, revenue, $129 billion in revenue. Basically wipes the floor with everyone else. Earnings growth of 12.55% earnings growth and revenue growth of 12.97%. Those are numbers I love to see. It's in line with the peers, actually has a better profit margin than any of these peers here. This is the name you wanna own, the Fortress, which is Microsoft. I consider them still the Fortress balance sheet, still the way to go. The Bulletproof name is Microsoft. Again, this is why we picked it again this year. Uh, Next here we have good old Apple. Yes, Apple, I do have a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of bias because I have everything Apple at, at home and i love the company as well they have just outperformed tim cook has done an amazing job taking the reins from steve jobs may rest in peace but wow the vision has been terrific apple is a darling of every single hedge fund i mean they're up year over year 2019 about 90% which is unreal for the largest capitalization company on the planet of 1.3 trillion now, this is the thing i want to take a look at look at the pe ratios for fang and look at the pe ratio fang i mean facebook Amazon, Netflix, and Google, it is still relatively cheap to its peers, 25 times uh, PE ratio. The market multiple, again, like we said, is 22. It still has a lot more to go. If it can go to this peers, relative to its peers, Apple is a $400 company. Apple is still, could be a $400 a share company, in my opinion. Dividend is a little low, but they do back, stock buybacks, which brings down the float, brings down the amount of shares outstanding, which is a great thing as an investor. Looks look like at peer comparison, uh, peer comparisons, HP, Hewlett-Packard, 3D, and Avid Technology. I mean, there is no comparison. Total revenue, $260 billion in revenue. The revenue is outstanding. Profit margins are 21%. It's unheard of for that kind of a company to have such high margins. Re- earnings uh, growth, 12.99%, still very solid. And the revenue growth is slightly down due to China. We know that. But let's take a look at some fundamentals and some earnings. Uh, fundamentals, excuse me. Uh, And your historic growth five-year rolling, 13% growth in EPS, 7% growth in revenue, dividend up 10%. Balance sheet is strong. Income statement keeps going up and their cash flow is outrageous. Outrageous. They're all the way up. They're doing great. I still think this company can still hit $400 by this year. Uh, You'll be happy to own it. Apple still has 5G in play with their super cycle and iPhones coming out this September. That'll change the game. This is why we're in AT&T as well. It's our 5G play. I think Apple bust through 400 this year. It's a hell of a bullish call, but looking at valuations alone, it should be the stock to buy. And if you get any kind of a pullback 10% or more, you're buying hand over fist. Apple's the way to go. Uh, next one we have here. Oh, you know what? Might as well just go over it now, Tesla. And let me go and preface by saying, I have said it many times, Tesla is a cult stock but I am wrong. I will eat my hat here. Tesla has done an amazing job. They were negative for a long period of time for 2019 and they absolutely crushed it. They crushed the shorts. They have a high short interest. Still 19% of the float is short. So there's a lot more squeeze going on, meaning when shorts get out of their position, the stock will rise as well. Their EPS is still negative currently. Market cap is around $80 billion, but Elon Musk has done an amazing job. That guy has been under pressure. Everyone wants to short that stock, and he's absolutely crushed it. Fundamentals, I mean, what more can you say? 60% revenue growth, income statement. They're making cash, and they're not burning as much cash. Uh, I'm not a fan of their total debt, but I think that they'll pay that down. I think it's still a grower. It's a real trading play as well because... I'm betting that the shorts will get crushed and they'll have to close their positions, which will push the stock higher. This is a $500 stock. In my opinion, we are right now at 443. We should hit $500 by the, de- by the end of the year. It's a strong one. Deliveries are up. Um, uh, actual production is up. And when Tesla releases that new truck, which I'm not a huge fan of, but let's be real. The mar- the market is going towards electric. We've seen it and Tesla is the forefront there. Their uh, valuations are high compared to their peers, like a Ford or a GM, but Tesla provides that little boost in regards of being the bellwether, being the name you think of when it comes to electric vehicles. This is the way to go. It's Tesla. I've never been a fan of automobile companies, but Tesla is a technology company. They own tons of patents. If they wanted to sell some patents, that's another way to get some cash flow in. Elon Musk has done an amazing thing, and I've said this before, and I'll say, say it again, three men you don't bet on against this market, Elon Musk, Tim Cook, and Donald Trump, and we're not betting against any of those three this go around, Tesla is the way to go, I will eat my hat on this one, I think Tesla has a lot more to go to the upside, $500 is my target for Tesla, I just, it's unbelievable, I thought it was a cold stock, I was wrong for most of the year until until they had that great number great deliveries, great quarter. I think they continue the ball rolling. The shorts will get handed to them. They'll get eaten as well. They'll have to close their position, which boosts the stock up. We call that a short squeeze. Next up here we have is Nike. And Nike is a tough one to talk about too, because Nike's valuation is a little higher. So let's go ahead and talk about Nike itself. 79, about 80 billion in market. Oh no, sorry. Let me get Nike here. All right, Nike is about $159 billion in market cap, 35X PE ratio, pretty high, did outperform the S&P, uh, $1.6 billion outstanding, very low short interest, no one's going to short that name, but still has good, good uh, valuation and, uh, I mean, good uh, research team and analysts are still very bullish on Nike. Even with the China stuff going on in 2019, and Nike has a lot of, a lot of operations in China, They still perform very well. Great quarter, great conference call in the fourth quarter. I still like Nike to the long side. Uh, Jordan brand is now over a billion dollar in revenue. Let's let's take a look at the annual growth, five years. EPS up 11%. Revenue, 7%. Dividend, 13%. Still still very strong. Uh, Balance sheet is up. Income statement is up. Cash flow is outrageously up. Great. They've uh, increased their cash flow statement about a good 40% um, since 2016, that's a good sign. They do have cash on hand. I like that a lot. Valuation may be a little bit, so I wouldn't be surprised if we get a little bit of a dip to 90, but again, this could be about $125 stock. I think Nike is a buy, especially with sneakers still coming in the forefront, more technology coming in, self-lacing technology, more into fitness. Uh, they may uh, put some more technology in. I love their app. They're doing more to be more direct to consumer, which actually brings up their profit margin. Let's go ahead and kind of do a a peer comparison with Nike. Uh, The only other ones they can compare with here is Skechers and Steve Madden, and there is no competition. Uh, Skechers is up 91%, 52 week, and so is Steve Madden about 43, but Nike is a bigger cap. Um, Their PE ratio is a little higher than those two, but their margins are a lot better, 11%. And their earnings growth is very strong, like we talked about, and the revenue growth is strong. I like the brand Nike itself, Jordan brand alone. If Jordan Low was a standalone brand, they'd be crushing it. And billion um, dollars just in Jordan, and they do have Nike Golf, they do have the lifestyle brand, um, they do have Converse that they own. So Nike is the name I want to play in regards to the uh, uh, fashion wearables and athletic gear. Um, I know there's some other names like Lululemon, but I like Nike here to buy because I think with the China stuff going on, if we can kind of get a China deal, I think Nike will be a very big beneficiary and boost to the upside. So let's see here next will be GLD Gold. So gold, let's talk about it. Gold is a hedge. Let's be honest here. Gold is a hedge against a Federal Reserve that's gonna be printing money and expanding their balance sheet. Uh, It's a hedge against any kind of downfall, which I don't see happening this year. But again, a weakening dollar with more printing from the Fed, Gold is the way to go. Gold has actually moved up with the market. And compared to the S&P, it has underperformed the S&P. Uh, went up 20% this year, S&P about 28. But still, not bad to go up 20% for a uh, for a hedge or more of a uh, protection of your portfolio. And looking at here, one year, three year, five year, 10 year to date uh, return, still green across the board. Uh, it's, uh, gold has had their best year uh in a long time i would say in about since the financial crisis but uh, gld is the way to play it Uh, especially if you are worried about any kind of election election cycle in 2020 any kind of middle east tensions gld is the way to play it uh not only that but gld has moved with the market to the upside because of this kind of dollar issue expansion of the the balance sheet and any kind of real worrying worrisome of uh global uh politics so gold is a great way to protect your portfolio as well. And the goal is going to be accumulated this year, in my opinion, uh, due to the fed. So again, protect your portfolio with some GLD. I do like it. It is an ETF. It's not a stock. Keep in mind. Next one, L three Harris company. Now that's not a name I've talked about a lot, but that's a name. I definitely like, uh, it was between that and Boeing and Lockheed Martin. Now L three Harris technology provides something that Lockheed Martin in a sense doesn't really push or Boeing does That's space. And as you know, now, the president has talked about Space Force being the new branch of government and L3Harris provides space technology and defense and civil uh, applications for their technology. They are a defense and aerospace company. So a PE ratio of 26.3, pretty solid on the the PE ratio, market multiple dividends, pretty solid, about 1.43, not very high, very low beta, which moves with the market. I looking at a three-year rolling period, they have been great. They're up uh, 110% in a three-year rolling period. Looking at some fundamentals here, EPS growth about 10%, revenue about 6%, dividend up about 10%, uh, great balance sheet across the board, cash flow is up, income, revenue. You know, I always like revenue. And that's what I look at. Looking at their peer comparison, it's going to take a look at L3 in comparison to TransDyme, Ico, Teledyne, and Huntington, uh, 52-week period. They're all good. 61% in 52 weeks. Uh, low betas, each one. Market cap is the strongest against those peers, $46 billion. Uh, Price to income, PE, is the leader, 26%, uh, 26X. 26 uh, Revenue beats all of their peers, $9.7 billion in revenue. Margin about 12%, which is right in the middle, but high end of the industry. Uh, 9.58% middle of the road in earnings growth, but revenue growth is very strong, about 53%. So again, I'm all about revenue growth, and I think L3 Harris is the way to play defense as well in Middle East. And if we get a Republican administration, Republican administration reelected in the White House, again, defense dollars will go to the Pentagon and L3 Harris should get a slice. Uh, If you're bullish in uh, this kind of uh, bullish defense technology or defense systems or war, I guess you want to say that, then you want to be an L3 Harris company and it should be a well-rounded part of your portfolio. And last but not least, Disney, D-I-S. Yes, the king of the box office and the king of media is now Walt Disney, Disney Company. P.E. ratio of 22, which is right at market multiple, still cheap, dividend of 1.20, very, very low beta, runs with the market, market cap of $264 And again, outperformed the market, 40%. Uh, Actually, underperformed the market uh, right around 23%. Actually, no, excuse me. That's a three-year period. Uh, It outperformed the S&P right around 35% for the year. Disney Plus has rolled out, they own, they own their, uh, they own their actual, uh, uh, they actually own their own media, which is very, very important. So with that being said, you want to take a look at the, not like a Netflix where they actually have to buy, they have to buy media or buy friends or buy the office. Disney will actually own their own property. They own their own services. I mean, they own their own studios, so they can create their content without that middleman of buying from NBC or what have you. Now, we know that Netflix does create their own own content as well, but they have to go into debt doing that. Disney has a lot of money. So I like Disney moving forward. They have the brands to push Pixar, Marvel, and of course, um, uh, Marvel, Pixar, and uh, of course, Star Wars. Uh, EPS growth, 7.93%. Revenue 7.34, dividend of 15.40. That's where we are now. Uh, balance sheet is right at 2019, uh, right around $6, six billion in, in their uh, short-term cash. Revenue is up. Cash flow operations is up. Uh, actually came back a little bit down because they invested in Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus is that little rocket ship that's going to push Disney up as well, they actually bought some land next to Orlando. So it could be, I'm not sure, but my speculation is that they could be creating maybe a Marvel, Marvel land if they can kind of make a deal with uh, Universal Studios who own some of the Marvel uh, brand uh, in their parks. So you know, maybe something to do with Spider-Man or what have you because since Sony used to own it, but now Marvel is all owned by Disney. So Star Wars, uh, Pixar, and of course uh, 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 Marvel, is why I like Walt Disney. And I think Disney Plus, their streaming service, is just gonna keep moving forward. I still think it's the number one game in town. Once it's all said and done, they'll will outperform Netflix, in my opinion. Uh, children alone, uh, the children viewers and the fa- parents are definitely gonna get into Walt Disney uh, Plus, uh, especially with the with the parks and their box office and their merchandising as well. They're just the king of marketing and, and movies. So. Well, with that being said, let's take a look at the peer comparison uh, compared to Netflix and EROs. Uh, that's an Indian-based company. Uh, 52-week change has outperformed all of them. P.E. ratio is a lot lower than Netflix. Netflix multiples 103 times P.E. ratio. Uh, revenue outperformed $69 billion. Profit margin is even higher than Netflix. Uh, earnings growth is lower than Netflix, obviously, seven against 58, and revenue growth of 17%. That's what I like to see. Uh, so I think they're still relatively cheap. And I still think Disney can, has a lot more to go. This should be a $175 stock, if not a $200 stock, in my opinion. So these are our top 10 names, guys. I really hope you enjoyed uh, this video and this podcast. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to DM us and, uh, or you know, let us know on our Instagram page or our Facebook page, at GAR Capital. Feel free to have any comments on our, our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel is at GAR Capital. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. We really would appreciate it. And uh, more great things to come. I hope you enjoyed this top 10 podcast uh, video, Stocks of 2020. And may the gains be with you guys. Let's go ahead and kill it in 2020.